this is Colin. And this is Randy from We Were Sharks. You're listening to Spinning Thoughts. Welcome to episode 126 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. Thank you so much for being here. We are, we're here. You know, it's another week. We're on Adobe Radio every single Thursday at midnight Eastern. And I'm happy. You know, I'm happy about it. Are you happy about it? I hope you are. We've been doing this since the end of June, beginning of July of 2017. And I love... Just every single week getting to talk to amazing bands and meet all you and talk to you and just kind of contribute to this amazing music community that we all live in. So if you're here for the midnight premiere of Adobe Radio every single week, I thank you. I'm going to thank you again here today. Thanks for staying up nice and late. And, you know, the beauty of podcasts is, is that you can listen to them. At any time, right? At any point, you can listen to a podcast. So if you are listening to this sometime after this midnight premiere on iJobi Radio, I want to thank you too. Every single person that is into this, you are awesome. Sorry, I like had to stop there for a second and listen to this song because it's so fucking good. <laughs> so if you didn't already know, this is going to be an interesting episode. We are going to have uh, two interviews with bands uh, going on here in episode 126. Uh, so we're, we're going to have Goldfinch and We Were Sharks, which just played, uh, We what was that, Hotel Beds. So hope you enjoyed that. And So here's, here's kind of the scoop of what's happening here in episode 126. So Dan Boyer, uh, as, I, as he's coined himself, the Canadian contributor, now... He's not wrong. He's from Canada. He is a contributor here at Spinning Thoughts. And he is the only Canadian contributor. So I guess he is. Yeah, that title can be his. Uh, so the official Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts, uh, Dan Boyer, good friend. And he's, you know, he's been, he's been doing a lot here. You're, you've been hearing a lot more from Dan as of recent. And I'm a fan. I hope you're a fan. Let us know what you think at Spin Thoughts. These episodes that have Dan involved. So here's what's been going on. I mean, Dan, he's been in the scene for a while. And if you remember, we did an episode with Dan. We talked to Dan. What, what one was that? I think it was one. Was it 122? Had to have been. Episode 122, it was with Bearings. Uh, he went to see Bearings. And we before we aired that interview with them, you know, we, we got to know Dan a little bit better. And, and if you listen to that episode, 
you'll know, but if you didn't, you should go check that out. TheSpinningThoughts.com. You can check out every single episode we've ever done, all 126 of them. Uh, Dan talks about how he's been in the music scene for a while. Uh, Spinning Thoughts has kind of been like that resurgence for him. I guess for a while he took a took a little bit of a hiatus perhaps and uh, here we are you know he's moving and grooving in the music scene with spinning thoughts I'm super grateful and Dan he gets out to shows and and that's what I really love is you know he gets out to these shows and and he sits down with these bands face to face and and he asks the hard questions and so uh super grateful so what was it uh, March the the second. You'd think that I would start at some point, like preparing notes here. I don't. I go off the cuff. So I hope you appreciate that. So March the second, I believe Dan was in London, Ontario, to see We Were Sharks, uh, and one of the uh, bands supporting We Were Sharks is a band called Goldfinch, and uh, I believe Dan had covered Goldfinch in the past. And of course, anytime we can have any Canadian homies. On the show, we are down with that. So uh, we got about a 10-minute interview that we're going to play for you here uh, from Goldfinch with Dan, you know, at the show. And then later, after that interview, Dan also got to sit down for about 20 minutes uh, with some of the dudes from We Were Sharks. So we've got an eclectically diverse episode here for you. So with time in mind and knowing that you all are probably sitting here like, okay, Angelo, all right, I want to hear from Goldfinch and We Were Sharks. Well, you're going to hear from Goldfinch and We Were Sharks. Their interviews that Dan Boyer uh, conducted at the show that they were playing at. I guess there was a string of release shows that We Were Sharks uh, was doing there for a little bit. I believe they were all in Canada. There was like this string in Canada that they were doing for Lost Touch. That's their latest album. It's so, so good. I've listened to it so much. If you haven't jammed it, you really should. You know, this is a special episode because we had our very own Dan Boyer head out to see Goldfinch and We Were Sharks March the 2nd. They were in London, Ontario. And Dan got the opportunity to sit down and talk to both bands, catch up with them, and get some uh, good information for you all to consume. So, to start it off here, we're going to drop in the interview Dan had with Goldfinch. Everybody, let's rock it. Hello, hello. It's Dan Boyer here, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I'm here with Omi and Connor from Goldfinch. What's up, guys? How much, man? How about you? Uh, Not too much, not too much. So, you guys have uh, just finished... uh, the first of two shows supporting uh, We Were Sharks on their semi-hometown uh, record release shows. Yeah. And the first show you ever played was with uh, We Were Sharks. Yeah, with them. So talk to, me about, um, talk to me about that show. It's funny, that was our first show ever. Connor was in the band, <laughs> but he wasn't there at the show. Yeah, I didn't play that show. <laughs> you nice. Um, And that was at a community center in Cambridge, um, which is kind of, I guess, our hometown-ish. It's like part of the region of where we're from. Tri-Cities. Tri-Cities. And um, so that was like a pop-punk bill. We kind of sounded pop-punk back then, but we weren't weren't pop-punk. So none of the kids understood (laughs) who we were. What was going on. Except for the bang dudes. You could tell they were like into it. But um, it was was, was our first show, so obviously it was going to be awkward anyways. But um, it was still it was fun to play with uh, a band like We Were Sharks. Of course, for show. yeah. So you've been a band for um, 
for two years. Yeah, just about, yeah. Just coming on just two about. years. And uh, uh, I've often wondered if um, Goldfinch runs into what you describe um, kind of regularly being... Um, do you ever feel like you're the band that might not quite fit yeah. on the oh, pop yeah. punk oh, bill, 100%. right? 100%. We've never played... Mm. Until that Heavy Heart Store we just did, we never were on a bill where we felt like we were yeah there like we, there are so many um there are so many pop punk and hardcore bands around here and there there aren't many just like rock yeah, bands rock yeah so a lot of the times were the uh were the odd one out but always i think like majority of shows we play we're yeah. a band that's like that doesn't fit the bill i think it's like it's cool, cool though it's it's definitely it helps us stand out when under like that's what I notice from shows like yeah uh, people talk to you more about your band I find because they're interested in like what it is the one that's different Cause, yeah exactly because like they go to the show expecting pop punk or hardcore they're like what's this grunge band yeah like here? it's not even like fully grunge either yeah, it's like it's... it's like grunge with all these different elements and uh, I, I I like it because like it makes people more interested in who we are as a band, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. And what do you think contributes to um, the unique sound of Goldfinch that you that you describe? It's, it's really all of us, like, um, having different music tastes, but having, like, a core few bands that we're all into. Yeah. So, like, we're all into bands like Basement, Citizen, and Title Fight. But then outside of that, yeah, Spencer, who's in a, really into metalcore. Connor's into blues and folk and indie. I'm more, like... I don't know, punk rock in general, and Jonah would be the same with metalcore and punk rock, and uh, I find all of those put together with the core liking of those new wave grunge bands really shapes what Goldfinch is, Yeah. right? Yeah. Eh, that's, yeah. So when you came together um, a couple of years ago, how did, how did that happen? <laughs> um, basically, Connor and I started jamming in high school, yeah. um, but when we were jamming, we were just, like a, we were just playing acoustic together. And um, we re- literally just wanted to sound like Title Fight. Or we, did. we We did. Like, we wanted to so bad. Like, that's who we looked up to back then. And um, that's what really what started the core sound, I guess, of Goldfinch. And then Spencer joined, and he added his own flavor to it, and that essentially changed a lot of... Uh, it changed our approach to how we write the songs. Yeah. Like, a lot of the songs we had on our first EP, I've haunted myself for too long, sounded so much different. Like, they were songs yeah. with punk beats and just, like, uh, straight in your face. And then um, once Spencer joined, and we had another f- few members back then, it really changed into more rocky and more uh, chill vibe, chill rock. So that's really what, like, made that sound start out. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So you have two... Two EPs so far. I'd say two and a half. Two and a half. And we were just a two track I was, in the summer. I was, but oh right, just that's for, that right. That was like just a couple like songs we did for fun with our friend Davis from yeah. Heavy Hearts. Right. Uh, we wanted to like experiment some new stuff. And then and then you've got a third EP uh, on the way, right? On the way. Yeah, yeah we had about to record, or you have recorded. About we're, to. We're, yeah, we're heading in like a, in a week. Yeah. Okay. Sam, Sam Guayana, Room Twenty One. Nice. nice. Love that dude. So I'm very excited to record this EP. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually who we were sharks just. Yeah, with, yeah. We um, were just talking to them about it. Their and, um, record. They had a good time, and our first time with them was good. So there's nothing but good vibes going in. So nice. Yeah. I'm super nice. excited. So how many um how many tracks can we expect? I think we're doing five to we're, six. We're doing five. Yeah. We're doing five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like all our EPs have had like three songs or four. Um, that's full songs. 
So this time we decided we want to just give like five full tracks um, just to showcase what we got. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, so you expect it to be, sorry, how long? Five songs. Five no, five no, how, how long time-wise? Oh, uh, probably around 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 Fifteen know. to twenty minutes, I'd say in that range. Yeah. Yeah. The songs are like they're they're like the typical two to three minute songs. Right. And um, yeah, it's not, nothing too long. And how much yeah. time in the studio will that take? We're doing two weeks. Yeah. Uh, two weeks. Ten ten days essentially. Yeah. Right. Um, if we if it takes that long, I don't know. Like that was like the safe bet of doing ten days. Sure. Um, you never know. Like it all depends on how everyone does with tracking and of course and ideas clashing and all that. So yeah. We'll definitely see and vocals too. Right. Depends. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you've done uh, this past summer. You've done your first um, tour. Yeah, our first like real the real tour. tour was with uh, Corbin Drew from yeah. Rarity. Yeah, and uh, it went out to Eastern Canada, yeah. all the way, all the way down um, to Newfoundland. And then following uh, that tour, yeah. um, when was it? Around December, yeah. you yeah. were on uh, what about a two week run with Heavy Hearts? I think a week was, and a half. It was ten days. Ten yeah, days. a week and a half. Yeah. with yeah, just like the, uh, the Ontario route, the Quebec, some Quebec. It was fun. We did a lot of crappy drives, though. I'm oh, sure. Dude, that that was, was, like, kudos to Connor, because he was driving a lot of that, and yeah. or most of it, or all of it, <laughs> and the weather was terrible. Uh, we almost failed on one of the shows. I think it was Windsor. Yeah. But we literally yeah. met with Heavy Hearts at an on-route, like, right outside of Windsor, and we were like, are we going to do this? <laughs> and we are like, yeah, let's try it. We did it for The Rock. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> and, uh, nice. And we made it, and then, yeah. So, given that you you've been on a couple of tours now, is yeah. the goal to continue with that experience? Yeah. I oh, think yeah. yeah, we're we're literally going to the studio just to, because we've kind of like had a new not what do you call it a new sound? It's like a new approach to how we write, yeah. And the vibe we're trying to give off, so we're trying to get these songs uh, part of our repertoire, so we can go tour more and tour this new vibe that we have. Uh, we definitely do want to like break out of Canada we want to hit the states right as soon as possible yeah which I think we will yeah <laughs> so we, there's a whole we, process we, we got yeah. there's there's a uh, process called the P2Vs that yeah of course some people know about of course so uh, so despite the uh, challenges of long drives yeah. or um, I seem to recall you telling me you got a flat tire or something at one yeah, point Woodstock New Brunswick uh, right. I didn't even know that town existed yeah. <laughs> yeah so despite all the challenges it's something yeah. that you want to continue of course with. I, I, I uh I know the guys hate it when I say this, but like, I obviously don't enjoy those experiences. But when those experiences happen, and we still push through with it, it kind of gives me more confidence that like, maybe we can nice <laughs> push through the hardest. I mean, a flat tire is not the worst thing that can happen, right? Um, but it's definitely one of those things where it could ruin morale, but it didn't at all that day. So right, we just pushed through and kept doing it. So that's a motto I'm confident we will stick to nice and and being um, one of the up-and-coming bands in Ontario Canada um, talk to me about the Ontario scene your experience of it what's your favorite thing I love it because if we started in any other scene I don't think we would have been able to do like um, what we're doing now like we wouldn't be able to play all these shows and do all these runs Um, starting in Ontario like uh, obviously we're in between the London market and the Toronto market so starting out playing out of town shows was really easy for us compared to a lot of other bands Yeah. Who, and um, so starting out in this scene in the southern Ontario scene specifically really is, uh, made it much easier for us 
Nice. <laughs> nice. Start, uh... And uh, we can look for new music uh, from Goldfinch in what time? Uh, I'd say summertime. Uh, all depends on like what happens with the EP and what, uh, how soon it's done. How soon we're happy with the mixes and the masters. And so sometime in 2018. It's definitely going to be in 2018, 100%. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, all the best with uh, recording and uh, future uh, touring. And uh, for now, we'll uh, share music and spread love. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey. So that was Goldfinch. And uh big thank you to Dan for sitting down and talking to those guys a lot of great information about the band and grinding super hard and look you, you may not be familiar with goldfinch but it's got dan's stamp of approval and that means something to me and that may mean something to you it probably doesn't but regardless figure it out for yourself go check out the band goldfinch and let us know what you think on twitter at spin thoughts we're on Adobe Radio every single Thursday at midnight Eastern. There's a lot of really great shows here on Adobe. And, uh, you know, they're not paying me to say this. This is just me being cute. There's a lot of really good shows uh, on here. A lot of people go fucking nuts for that. Uh, what is it? The sl- Austin and Travis or somebody's uh, slumber party. I'm a, I'm a fan of water parks there. Their recent album, uh, Entertainment, is good. And uh, they're on Adobe Radio just crushing it, so I'm sure you've checked that out if you haven't. I hear it's pretty fucking good. And uh, my dude Fish, you know, he's he's all over the fucking place. That guy gets to talk to some pretty awesome bands, so uh, you can check him out. And I love everybody who sticks around for Spinning Thoughts because you are the rock star here. It's not me, it's not the bands, it's you. You're the rock star. Speaking of rock stars, <laughs> Dan got to talk to a couple of them. Uh, our dudes in We Were Sharks, they just dropped a killer, killer, I'm telling you, amazing new album, Lost Touch, I've been jamming it a lot, and maybe you should too, so, you know, Dan, like we just told you for Goldfinch, he went and saw We Were Sharks at the exact same show, March 2nd in London, Ontario, this was in celebration, some release shows, uh, in celebration of Lost Touch, Dan got to talk to a few of the dudes from We Were Sharks, this is his conversation with them, everybody, enjoy it. Hello, hello. This is uh, Dan Boyer, a Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts, and I am here with Colin and Randy from We Were Sharks. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Great. Can't complain. Nice. Nice. So you are here in London, Ontario uh, for uh, one of your uh, release shows for your new record, uh, along with uh, Goldfinch and some other uh, sick bands. And thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to Spinning Thoughts. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. So you guys have been at it for uh, quite a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the band started in 2011? 2010. 2010, I think. Started yeah. in 2010. Yeah. How, did, how did the band come together? Um, so the the three of us, there's only two like original guys now from like when we started in 2010. Um, we started out as we were all in different local bands and we all just kind of became friends and we all kind of like joked about, you know, it'd be really cool if we started a band together, you know, and, um, we just kind of did. It was just one of those things where all of our bands were kind of breaking up and we're like, Hey, now's a good time to like form a band. Let's, let's, let's try it out. And, uh, 
every time we had a, a new like a member leave and a, and a new member join in there were friends that we've toured with before we played with like Colin I played with this band a billion times before you know so it's it's always kind of been a a friend thing like it's always been friends to join the band and, and stuff like that so yeah that's kind of how it started just with friends and it, and it's continued continued on right so you're uh, at the initial coming together all the all your bands were were ending um, had you been all into like were they all pop punk bands was it all um, Will and I played in pop punk bands and uh, Terrence McCauley who plays in Obey the Brave now he was playing in a um, in a kind of like a metalcore hardcore band um, called The Courtship and they were like super super sweet band and uh, we lost a guitar player in my pop punk band so he was like hey I love playing pop punk and we're like, hey, come and join us. And then when that was ending, he was like, hey, I was talking to Will about starting this pop punk thing called Sharks. Are you interested? And at the time, I was like, absolutely not. No, dude. I'm <laughs> just kind of tired with the whole music thing. And he's like, no, no, just come. You see, we're going to have so much fun. And I've always wanted to play with Will. Will always played in, our drummer always played in the best, like, auto bands. Like, always, always. And I met him when he was 15, and he was insane. So Terrence kind of like talked me into doing it and almost 10 years <laughs> later, I'm still in the band. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, since that first coming together, like 2010, there've been, um, a lot of changes, a lot of member, member changes and, and what have you. So how, um, has the band evolved since your inception? Um, it seems like we're getting the guys that we get, are all all tour savage guys they've all been on the road for a while and uh, i think we just it just kind of gets fresh right every time there's a new guy comes in they're super excited about what's going on and it and it brings that excitement back to all of us not saying that it ever died but it just gets it gets you more pumped right yeah. and it just every member listen to a little bit of something different which brings something else to the writing yeah, process yeah like so, fresh perspective yeah exactly exactly and it just kind of it's kind of been growing since since that nice nice um, and there are like six dudes in your band or something, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. So how does that work? Because there aren't a lot of bands that like, I mean, hey, we got six dudes in our band. You we want to be Iron Maiden. That is <laughs> right. They don't even have six dudes in their band. I think I don't know. Like I think it's uh, it originally started because Sharks had a, a keys player yes. for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, for like three or four years or something. Yeah, for he was the there first, for a while. For the first few and, EPs, uh, and... eventually he ended up leaving and a band that, um, <clears throat> even before I joined a band that they, uh, <clears throat> you know, played with. They had met a friend and they're like, "Hey, you can come play guitar and you can play all of his key parts." He on lived guitar. in and he lived in Newfoundland at wow. the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow, he, and can you explain too, just for American and probably European listeners, like Newfoundland is far, far Newfoundland, far. yeah, it's the Australia of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not as cool as Australia. <laughs> yeah, so now, now with the three guitar players, because there's been three guitar players for an extended period of time now. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and it's just we try to play different things <laughs> for the songs. At least, at least one part in every song has like a part that's huge with three guitar parts, and live it sounds stupid big. Right, like it it doesn't follow through a lot on the record, except for a couple parts here and there. Like usually one or two every song, there's three guitar parts on one part, but live it just sounds enormous. Nice. And Plus, two of the guitar players sing. Yeah, that's and the, the bass player sings too. as well, right? right? So it just adds we have to these vocals. Four guys singing at the same yeah. time sometimes. Yeah, nice. because we can. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks having like another guy in the van. Uh, there's one less place to sleep, but I mean, like there's seven of us with when Kyle. Yeah, it's comes. It's much. Your tour it's manager much too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say it comes across a lot better live. And there's never Absolutely. there's never a thin part live. It's always just big and chunky with like right. three guitar players. Right. Some people are like, oh, I don't know why they have three, and then they come and see us live, and like, oh, I get it. I get it now. You know, I get it. There's. Yeah. Maybe the guitar might not yeah. be doing something, but there's a bunch of vocals that are doing something, and if the vocals aren't doing something, then the guitars are doing something. So it just, we wanted to take the sound that we had on the album and be able to do it live. Right, right. Um, so given so many member changes, is that where We Were Sharks came in? <laughs> so We Were Sharks came in because there was a band from the UK called Sharks, and we had no idea. And um, we were in this thing, and we met a rep from Rise, and they're like, hey, so if you guys are going to continue, just want to let you know there's a band called Sharks. And we're like, oh, crap. So we just didn't know what to call ourselves. And uh, the keyboard player at the time was like, well, we were Sharks. And we just kept it because we were lazy. And now a lot of questions like, hey, if you were Sharks, what are you now? That, right. We get that question a lot, and that's. I wasn't gonna ask that. <laughs> that's okay. That we, I, we always have like good answers for it, but. <laughs> I'm sure you don't, because I'm sure everybody asks yeah. it so frequently. <laughs> um, so you just put out a new record, uh, February 23rd, <laughs> yeah. right? And it is called Lost Touch. Lost Touch, and it's on Victory Records. Yes. Yeah. So, how did um, the recording process unfold? Did you guys work with uh, like Sam or Anton or who? We worked, who with, did you work uh, with? We worked with Sam. Uh, <coughs> Sam did um, mostly engineering, but also some producing. And uh, we had um, Paul Mark Rousseau from Silverstein. Okay. Uh, really leading the helm on producing the record. Oh, us. nice. So we had two really two producers. Absolutely. Yeah. And then obviously Sam is an incredible like engineer and mixer. Yeah, and that too, Sam so. uh, guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Just clarify that. Yeah. I, mean, I, all, I pronounce his name. Sam is. I pronounce his name wrong we all the time. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Sam, if you're hearing this. Guyana, Guyana. Guyana. I call him Guyana. Sam Guyana. Guyana. Sam has done a bunch of sick records. Oh, absolutely. And played area. in a sick band in July. Yeah. It was so dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how long? How long did it take? Where did you go? Was it in Toronto? It it was a pretty long period of time. I mean. We well, so when we linked up, the story goes back to when we linked <laughs> up with Victory originally, and that was May, April, April or May yeah. of last year. So once we had gone through our negotiating, everything, all that jazz, mm -hmm. signed our mm -hmm. contract, did all that, they were like, "All right, we want a record finished for September," <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, we don't even have one song." Yeah, right. <laughs> we obviously didn't tell them that. <laughs> no, we we we've we been grinding for yeah. a solid year and a bit, and we hadn't really, you know, gotten ourselves prepared for no. that next step of writing because we. As six members, we had not written a thing together. Yeah. Um, like Steve, Steve was new. Me and Steve came. Yeah, at the same you guys time. knew. Josh was kind of new jo when he had never written anything. No. So it was really just the three of you guys that were yeah. had written together before. So we had never really. It was like like we were talking like new perspective, like completely yeah. different process of what anyone had ever done before. No one really worked together. So. Um, they're like, yeah, we need a record for September. We're like, hey, okay, let's do that. <laughs> so so we got kind of cracking at it and. You know, we, we banged it out over like four months yeah. and kind of hit the studio in early August. Mm -hmm. And so what, what we did do is something that I really fought for. My biggest thing is a lot of bands, they'll go to, they'll come down to like Toronto and they'll just hang out for however, however long they need to and bang out the whole record. And my thing was like, why would I bring six of my guys five hours away when I could bring two, two guys 
to Ottawa. Mm. So we got we brought up Sam and, and Paul. We did a pre-pro in Will's parents' basement. Yep. Just like this nice like riverfront property. Yeah. You could just go outside and hang out. It was super nice and super chill. And we, we did our pre-pro there. And then we did uh, all of our guitars in uh, Steve's living room yep. <laughs> with like a Kemper. So we banged out all the basics there, all that stuff. And then we came down and did vocals and drums in, yeah. you know, in the studio in Toronto. But we were able to do a good chunk of our record yeah. on our, not on our own time, but on our own, like... In your own area. Yeah, in yeah. our own area and like on our terms too, yeah, which was yes. nice. Like I didn't have to go stay on a floor a few for us, three weeks. Yeah, and a few like, of us right. go, house. got like, to work at I night. I worked in the morning. You know, sure. they did the work you know. and stuff like that. It's so. it very much like a very comfortable process. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that made a, a difference... Uh, with the record as I to how the record so. I think so yeah I think we, we were able to have a comfortable comfortable time with like pre-pro so much changes in pre-pro yeah, sure. we were able to have a comfortable time working on it because it's really work you come to work every day mm -hmm. sure um, we were able to be more comfortable and not being like okay well someone paid for this space yeah. in two weeks you know you gotta get the hell out of here and having Sam and Paul come down they were like they were work 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 right yeah, it was like yeah. they were like on it. Like on Sam, it. Sam stayed were, in Steve's room. While yeah, he stayed in his room. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, so he got up in the morning, make a coffee, and start working. Yeah. Right, like yeah. right away, like at, at the desk. Yeah. There was so, no point around. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot of work, but it was comfortable. We were able to, do, you know, you sat on. We were tracking guitars on like my, my couch. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was comfy. Yeah. So this is your first effort for Victory Records. Yes. Um, and can you talk a little bit about how how that came about? I I uh, I was actually wondering on the way down here. Um, I had my Spotify on shuffle on my car stereo and um, your song Bridge Burner with the last track that came on right as I pulled into the parking lot. <laughs> um, was it the success of, of Bridge Burner, which is up over, what, a million and a half yeah. plays now or something, that that led to interest from Victory? Or how did how did I things with know. Victory Records In a, in a way, it was... When, when, we, when we met with them, that was... April, I want to say yeah. April, April or May. Yeah, and it was year. it was getting to about a million at that and, point. And yeah, it was close to like a million. Obviously, that's great. Like those are great numbers. Oh, for they, sure. They show growth in many ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were in, we were actually on tour in Chicago, and we had kind of, you know, been prattling around with the idea with our management about when to pitch to labels and when we were prepared. We were like, oh, we'll get like we'll get back from this tour, we'll make some demos, yeah. and we'll, you know, then we'll, we'll give it a shot and you know start shopping. And we were in Chicago, and I think it was Jason. He was like, why don't we just invite Victory? Like to show, have, and we're like, oh yeah. It was like, it was like honestly, it had to be like three thirty. <laughs> and I know them now that they're out of the office by like four thirty. So and we were going to be at the show at like four. We're like, hey, do you do you want to come out? And they're like, yeah. Like nice. They're like, yeah, absolutely. Like immediately, right back. So they like uh, Ron, their radio guy, yeah. came and saw us, and he was just like, I'd, I'd like to see who's blown away. He was very friendly. I, yeah, he was like they they got the back to us dude. very fast. It wasn't like we the, were still on the, the tour. Yeah, we, we we had a day off at one point on the tour, and we were kind of getting drunk at Steve's cottage <laughs> in like Pennsylvania. Yeah, and uh, I got a call from our management. They're like, "Yes, like they're really interested. They're yeah, gonna, they're gonna send you like a deal cool. memo." And we're like, "Oh, what?" Wow. <laughs> we were all pretty drunk. At this point <laughs> before, that was like what I was saying before, and they're asking if we could have the record done like by September. That was before they even sent us a contract. They're like. We need to know that you can have a record done. And we were like, oh, I, I was see. like drunk on the phone. I was like, yes, absolutely. It's it's so funny because we heard today on uh, Lead Singer Syndrome, Shane Told's yes. uh, thing on podcast, he was interviewing uh, Ollie Baxter from uh, Broadside, who's also with Victory. And they were telling a story about how they did like, um, they went down. Oh, yeah, they did a, a, 
a show for them. A show showcase for them. Yeah. And Shane always talks about. He's like, yeah, I've heard other bands had to do showcases. Uh, Silverstein didn't, and neither did we. <laughs> they just like came out to a show, which was. Well, it's, I it's, think it was. A, it is interesting. We got though, lucky because <laughs> we, we got lucky in a way. We were on the radar before because they had asked us to do a showcase. Yes, they did, and we're they, like, they sent us we're an not email going to Chicago. Yeah, it, it was it was much more rude than that. I just said no. <laughs> I was like, you want me to drive how far? For what? And I was like, absolutely no. I wouldn't want you to take a band that's silly enough to drive 16, 16 hours, 17 hours yeah, for a thirty-minute set. That's silly. Sure. Yeah, but uh, well, it worked yeah. out though. It, it, absolutely, absolutely. We're pretty, pretty realistic people. We're like, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you've got a couple of uh, these hometown-ish release shows yeah. uh, this weekend, <coughs> and then you'll be playing at home in Ottawa, Canada, yeah. capital of Canada. Yeah. Um, a little later, right? Next yeah, week. next, next week, next Saturday. Um, and you've just come off the road with, uh, the, if I'm remembering right, the guys in. Uh, Belmont. Yeah, and Boys of Ball. Sink the ship. Sink the ship. Right. Yeah, I talked to uh, talked to Belmont a couple uh, couple of months ago. Good guys. Oh yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, uh, and they've been on the show as well before. Great um, band as well. Yeah. Great so, band. I, so after these hometown shows, um, are you looking at more time on the road in 2018? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we leave in April. Yeah, we're out. We're out from the end of April to June. start of June. June. Yeah, I think. And then right. again, again in August as well. Again in August. Nothing's been announced yet. but no. uh, the, the May one, April to June should be announced. It should be announced very soon. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we'll be we'll be out a lot. Nice. In so, 2018, uh, you'll be uh, putting a lot more miles on the van then. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And all my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Highway miles. Though. Yeah, highway. City, highway. Be fine. <laughs> um. <laughs> Now, I, uh, I did this when I talked to Bearings, and I did this when I talked to uh, a band called Rarity that you might be familiar yeah. with. Um, and as we were um, speaking about before the, uh, the interview started, um, in the last five, maybe seven years, um, the, the scene in Ontario, the genre in Ontario, uh, Canada here, has really taken off. Um, and so being the uh, Canadian contributor to Spinning Thoughts, knowing that um, a lot of people in the U.S., a lot of people in Europe uh, listen to the podcast, uh, I always take the opportunity with Canadian bands to um, have you talk about the scene here and what you like best about it. Um, don't be afraid to shamelessly name drop some of your favorite <laughs> bands in the area, just because I think that... Um, in, in this part of, of Canada and in uh, Canada in general, we've got a pretty sick scene. So, um, thoughts on on that? Oh, you can go. You can go, Colin. You can go first. I don't know. I, like, I agree with you what you're saying with like the last five years, especially. Um, there was like, well, like we were talking about before before we started recording, is like you can see the, like the waves, the ups and the downs. And I've definitely sure. seen that. Like when I was in early university and stuff uh, there were, it was a definitely a down yeah you know like yeah. 2009 8 yeah yeah there's like a definite down I want to say like yeah and then there was like there was like things like Koi Fest was still kind of around I think it was kind of new then Scene Fest was still around too and you've seen bands like like Life Story Monologue yes um, yeah it's the greatest goddamn band to come out of Ontario didn't make it which is ridiculous they should have they should have and then you saw, like, they were always around doing great stuff, like, when Counterparts and Structures picked Structured, up. Yeah. Like, when they both got signed and they both put out the record on the same damn day. 
Like, See, that I'm, was cool I'm more of the older guy with, like, the fully down. Yes. Shotgun yes. rules was killing it. Shotgun rules. Um, yeah. London, Ontario. Yeah, the boys, mm. yeah. The, the, I remember when they were, like, all killing it and just touring constantly. Yeah. Like, it was it was insane. That yeah. see that's when I like really first started like playing these shows and going to the shows. It was always like Shotgun Rules, uh, the Fully Down. I'm sure there's more bands that I'm forgetting that. Flatliners. I, yeah, like all these Blue bands. Blue Skies at War. Yeah, Blue Skies at War. Yeah, yeah. Like all these like sweet bands that were. Uh, was it Roses? Roses Dead. Roses, Roses Dead. 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 Yeah. yeah. Big one. There's like so many great bands like that were doing it and. <laughs> Out of all, like, out of most of those bands, like, the Fully Down, I know, got picked up by Fearless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and they did their thing. They and Alexis on Fire And Alexis on Fire took off. And Silverstein. And Silverstein and Monine. Yes. And, like, all these bands just, like, blew up. And I, it was, it was that, at that point in time, it was, like, awesome. That was a high, man. That was, yeah, like, then, yeah. insane. And then it dipped. Went back up. Went down. Came back up. And then, like, Seaway popped up. Yeah, everyone that's like, everyone says. Everyone like, says. Seaway led the charge. I think I, I wouldn't say led the charge. I would say that they were the most apparent because everyone, everyone was kind of into them. They did that like <laughs> they did that like keg get kegger tour. So, People were like losing their friggin' minds. I remember, I remember we were in Colberg, Seaway was opening up, and I remember walking in and watching them like, oh, this is sweet. I don't know if anybody's gonna get it though. Right, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think it's wow! <laughs> Here we are. Uh, yeah, apparently I didn't watch long enough. And then I remember like they just blew up. Oh, yeah, and they... not only are they like an amazing band, they're all like absolutely great dudes. And yeah, no, like, they're good dudes. They sure. slugged it out, and they are still slugging it out. And yep. they they deserve everything they get, man. Oh, they for are, sure. they honestly do. Same with like like Pacific. Yeah, man. they they, got, they yeah. got picked up, and like Pacific got yeah. picked up. Rarity got picked up, mm-hmm. and then it was just open season on Canadian oh, pop yeah. bands for yeah. like American labels. Except for us, except it was for not us. open it season for us. Season for sharks. No, we were doing the <laughs> two thousand pop punk thing that a lot of people were like, "What the hell are these guys doing? Why are they playing this so fast? Like, why they don't have to do that?" <laughs> so we're like, eh, "That's too bad." <laughs> but like, like we said, it worked out. Absolutely, absolutely did. It, it you know. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much for uh, for your time and uh, all the best as uh, the uh, the touring continues in uh, 2018. All the best with the uh, release of uh, your recent record. And uh, just before we wrap things up, is there anything else that uh, you guys would like to add? Uh, go buy our new record, Lost Touch. And for everybody who's already bought it or checked it out, thank you so much. Yeah. And for everybody that comes out to the shows, Honestly, we probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for letting us continue this dream. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, we'll uh, share music and spread love. Sounds great. Awesome. So there you go. That was Dan talking to the dudes in We Were Sharks at their show. March the 2nd in London, Ontario. It was part of these uh, the string of release shows in celebration of their brand new kick-ass full-length Lost Touch. I've jammed it a lot. You really need to check it out as well. So uh, thank you, Dan. Thank you, We Were Sharks, for talking to us here on Spitting Thoughts. Goldfinch, I would like to thank you all as well. Everybody jamming this episode, make sure you check out both bands. Give them some love on the socials. That, That kind of stuff really does help out more. Then you know, if you can't get out to a show, if you can't buy merch, you know, we all, we're not all made of money, right? I get you, but it doesn't cost anything 
to check out all the hard work that goes on in the background, right? Well, on the social media, the press, the music, the, all that stuff. Go support the bands. Go check them out. That's what this is what this is all about, right? So if you're not checking out the bands, then what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Nah, all right. So look, we've got some time here in this episode, all right? You know, Adobe... Uh, they, they give me a nice slot, you know, a, a nice length of time. Let me, let me rephrase. You, am I crazy about the midnight slot? No. H- am I pushing, you know, for a different slot? Yeah, I am. So Adobe, if you're jamming this right now, you know, I've asked you, I'm going to keep on asking, hook me up. Maybe, maybe you all can help me out listening. If you really, if you would like a more, can, uh, I'm not going to say, can, uh, if you'd like a different, let's just go with that. If you would like to hear spinning thoughts at a different time, I like the day. If, if you want to hear spinning thoughts at a different time, all you got to do is tweet at Adobe Radio and you can tell them, you know, or, or tell them to get rid of me something, right? <laughs> but I'm going off on a tangent here. So to reel it back in, the moral of the story is that, you know, I get about 50, 55 minutes to talk to you all every single Thursday at midnight Eastern. So, I got a little bit of time. I want to play a song off of Lost Touch because, seriously, I've been jamming this a lot. I've been really enjoying it. And I'm sure a lot of you listening probably have jammed it too. So, great. You're going to hear another song that you fucking love. But if there's anybody out there who has not checked out this band or this album, I would be thrilled to introduce it to you. So, one of my favorite songs off the album... I guess it is my favorite song overall, yeah. So, I'm going to play Sober. That there, There's 10, track, 10 tracks on Lost Touch. And I'd be curious to know what your favorite song is. Again, you can tweet me on Twitter, at SpinThoughts. And we're doing like Snapchat and Vero. Vero, if you want to get down with that. Let us know. My favorite is Sober. So, we're going to play it. Everybody, this is Sober off of Lost Touch from We Were Sharks. Enjoy.
So that was Sober off the brand new full length Lost Touch. It's from We Were Sharks. And that track is, I would say, my favorite off the album. But I am very curious to know what is your favorite. Hit me up on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Honestly, I'd love to know. It's always uh, so intriguing to me. And this album is so good that any any one of these songs, I think, could could viably be someone's favorite. So hit us up. Let us know. I want to thank Dan Goldfinch and We Were Sharks for being here for episode 126. Thanks for uh, letting us hang out. I mean, I wasn't there. Dan was. But thanks for letting Dan hang out at the show. It was March 2nd, London, Ontario. Uh, It was one of those release shows in celebration of Lost Touch. It was cool to be there and great to talk to you all. Everybody who's jamming this episode right now, thank you for being here as well. Thank you for being here every week and for hanging out on the socials. I love the friendships, and I hope we continue uh, to build on them and grow and just become uh, as, as tight as possible. Make sure you're following us on the socials. Uh, of course, Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Uh, I love me some Snapchat. And, you know, we're trying out the Vero thing. I know uh, there's a lot of controversy. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Me? I just want to try it out. And so if you want to try it out with us, uh, the username is Spinning Thoughts. Give us a follow. We'll follow you back. You can subscribe to the show a lot of places, okay, but you know the popular ones, Apple Music, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, of course on, on Adobe, right? So subscribe, it's free, it's all free, and you know, it'd be great if you could leave some comments, some reviews, some likes, some shares, you know, the more that you spread this, uh, the more that we can do, so help us out, we love you, thank you so much. And uh, you can catch us every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes, they drop then the following Monday on all those, the plethora of platforms that are available to you. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. I can tell you that right now our contributors have a lot going on. Uh, There's a lot of things going on in the background. So I would advise you to go to thespinningthoughts.com. Check out what we're doing. And again, if there's something you want to see or hear about, let us know. I mean, we have open minds here at Spinning Thoughts. Uh, So check us out there. And uh, I just, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you all and to to be involved in the music community. So, you know what? Let's do it again next week. Everybody, until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Come on, sound. (laughs) 